You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. It's, it's interesting how moments like this, uh, the past few weeks, just reminds us how much life is actually out of our control. Uh, we can make our plans, we see this passage of scripture, we can make our plans, but actually... We can't plan for these sorts of things happening. Uh, we can feel actually a sense of security with what we've built around us, our jobs, our, our families. Uh, maybe we've enjoyed up to this point really good health and financial provision. Uh, we can just see actually everything is doing, going really, really well. And uh, these past few weeks, past few months, uh, we, we all of a sudden have been shaken by this reality that actually... Not everything is in our control. In fact, even this, for, for the last three months in particular, I've uh, experienced my dad passing away at the beginning of the year, as many of you know. And, uh, and then this last couple of weeks, suddenly uh, our, our business and, and our own, looking at our own financial security and, and all the things that, you know, you can work so hard to, to see it kind of established. You realize, do you know what, God? Um, it's not in my control. Uh, I'm awakened to the fact that something greater needs to be relied upon. And, and in these moments of crisis, like today, uh, our response depends really upon what we're building our lives upon, what we're, what we're trusting at this time. And uh, I, I was reminded of a story that uh, Jesus used as an example just to kind of help people, help us understand what is it? look like to, to, to build and, and uh, what happens when things go wrong. And uh, we, we see this passage in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Uh, so it's Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. So if you have your Bibles at home, that's what we're looking at at this moment. Um, it says this, it says, Therefore, Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it, it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who's built his house on sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. It's interesting. Jesus kind of gives an illustration of two different people. Uh, the one who built on the rock and the one who built on the sand. And uh, It's interesting. You can build upon sand, upon a, a weak foundation like sand, and uh, you can actually build something up and it, it can seem quite sturdy and stable and, and everything can be fine uh, until there's a challenge to the foundation. And in essence, this is what Jesus was talking about. There's a challenge to the foundation on what you're, you're building upon. And uh, when our build, life is built upon things that aren't forever. So sand is something that, as we know when we go to the beach, that the sand moves, it shifts, it changes. And so when we look at our life, actually... The things that we work so hard upon, our, our jobs, 
uh, our finances, maybe our house, our careers, all these things. Actually, none of that stuff will last forever, will it? It, it, it comes, it goes, it, it's, it's, it's like sand that kind of is in one place today, but tomorrow actually it'll be in a different spot. And so when, when there's a storm, like maybe we're facing right now, it, there's a challenge to the foundation in which we've built our lives upon. And uh, when that storm comes, our response can be one of two things. And I think when we built upon something that starts to shift underneath us, so right now we look around the world and, and things are shifting underneath everyone's feet, even my, my feet, you know, the, 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 the security I would, would think maybe I have. And so there, there can be three responses when we have a sandy foundation. One is fear. And, and we see around the world a fear is, is gripping people. It, it, it can easily grip our hearts if we're not careful. And because we see the uncertainty of things falling apart. We see the, uh, the reality that uh, I'm not in control. And there's something quite unnerving when suddenly we hit this moment in life where we realize I'm not in control of what is going to happen next, what, what's going to take place after this moment. And so fear can set in because I think for all of us, we look at this worst case scenario, this situation of what, what happens if this happens or what what, what will play out in this context? So we have fear. We have, the second one we can have is despair. Uh, we lose heart and we feel discouraged and we feel like just giving up even. And maybe some of you this morning feel that sense of despair. Lastly, I, I think we have in all of us this root of selfishness that when crisis happens, we do everything to preserve ourselves. And uh, again, I don't think we have to go too far to see that starting to play out in society where, you know, I must have a year's supply of toilet paper. Why? Why do you need a toilet paper to last you forever? You don't. You don't. And even the supermarkets say it. But it comes, doesn't it? We, we want to somehow in this time of challenge to preserve ourselves and, and look after number one. And as we look around us, these are three common responses by people and, and maybe by even us when our foundation that we've been building upon is actually being shaken. And so these things start to, the, the, the deep lying things inside of us start to show up because the fear, the despair, the selfishness comes. However, Jesus mentions in this illustration that those who heard his words and put them into practice was like a wise builder who built his life on a rock, unmoved by the circumstances around them. And, and so although this situation like we have right now hit, hits us, the foundation doesn't change. And so when what is underneath you isn't shifting, actually there's a security in the middle of all the things that are happening all around us because we in ourselves are secure. There's a sense of actually it's going to be okay because what I'm holding on to isn't moving right now. If what you're holding on to is moving and it's slipping away, then of course fear comes very quickly in our hearts. But actually, what, if what we're holding on to is secure at this moment, then there can be a steadfastness in our hearts and minds because actually it's going to be okay because God hasn't changed. 
His word is the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So His word, nothing has changed in Scripture about the coronavirus. Actually, He is still God overall. And so actually, all of that hasn't changed. And so right now, underneath my feet, if I'm built upon uh, something that's solid, uh, it's consistent. It's, it's true. It's, everything is good, even though around me is not good. So what happens when this is our, uh, this, the storms happen, our lives are built upon something different and how it compares to the fear and despair and the selfishness that often comes out. We actually see an example of it in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And it says this, it says, now these three things remain, remain. When everything else is shaken and taken away, actually these three things remain in us, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. This becomes our response. And, and I just want to just touch on these three things because I think it's what is needed in us. And this is really where we should be at as believers. And the first one is faith. These three things remain faith. And so what is our faith? It's being sure of what we hope for. It's, it's certain of what we don't see. It's, it's this confidence of the deep knower in our hearts of just saying, actually, uh, even though around me things have changed or are changing, I know who holds this world in his hands. And, and my faith is holding me steadfast. My faith is, is knowing where I stand. And faith gives me courage to face what is happening around me. It's our faith to live in peace in our hearts, in our minds. And, and so actually faith in God suffocates fear. It's very difficult to live in that space of faith and yet also be living in fear because faith is actually I'm trusting in something that's not moving. So why would I fear when actually oh, everything that I've built my life upon right now, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Everything around me that's temporal is changing, but my life isn't built upon that. So actually, I have nothing to fear because I'm living for what's eternal. I'm living for something that's, that's bigger than this. And so actually right now, I can feel this overwhelming sense of, of peace in the middle of this storm of life. Why? Because my foundation, my, my faith in a God that's more than able to save hasn't changed. And so instead of fear, faith causes me to live this other, this other space. And so while the world is like freaking out, actually, I can have a peaceful spirit saying, actually, God, you're in control. And so faith remains when everything else disappears. Actually, my faith in God, my trust in God remains. It's the same reason why fear comes when what we've trusted in falls apart. Faith remains is that what we've trusted in when it remains as it is and it hasn't changed. Actually, we're steadfast. We're constant. We are courageous in these moments. Faith is a choice each one of us can make every single day to say, actually, I continue to put my faith in Jesus. And so that the media and the news and everything wants us to, you know, subconsciously go in that space of being fearful. But actually, I don't need to. I really don't need to because I know whom I serve and he is more than able to see me through this. And so faith remains. Hope remains. Hope is also so faith is knowing where we stand, but hope is knowing where we're going. Okay? Hope is what is to come. And as believers in Jesus, we are setting our eyes 
upon what is eternal and not what is temporal. And so if my focus is upon, if I know the direction of travel, I can have hope for the situation I'm going through right now because I know the promises that God has made for eternity. And, and I can see actually no matter what happens right now in this world, in my life, in all of these things, no matter what happens, I know the outcome. I know the end of the story. And so how can I not have the strength to face this when I know what lies ahead. This is the space that we are to live in. This world will, will, will change, will pass away, but God's kingdom, His plans are eternal. And so again, when we look at Scripture, we, we see, if you read the fullness of the Bible, you see actually this world is, is going to constantly be changing. But actually, God has an eternal plan that is unchanging. His kingdom will be established for eternity. Our life on this earth is but a vapor, the Bible says. It, we're here today and, and gone tomorrow. But what is after this life? What is beyond a 60 years or 70 or 80 or 90 years or 100 years? What is after that? Actually, there's an eternity with the Lord that we see that death isn't actually the end of it. We have a hope in Jesus forever being with Him in eternity. Uh, you know, we see in 1 Corinthians 15.55 these words, death, where is your sting? You see, Jesus removed the sting of death when He conquered death, when He rose from the, rose from the dead, and, and He promises everlasting life for, for you and I. And so, even in these times where I think even our fear of, of the disease or of, of coronavirus could grip our hearts, actually... We don't need to fear the end. We have a hope. We have a hope. Yes, we pray for God's protection. Yes, we pray for God to, to halt the virus. But at the same breath, death is not the end either. It's nearly the beginning of an eternal story for the rest of our existence, which is forever. And so for, for us, when we know when we're going, when we know where we're going, it certainly can give us hope to face what we're facing today because we know the story doesn't end here. You can face anything when you have hope. I think when we have despair, when we feel there's nothing more, I, I think it, it sucks the courage right out of us. But hope spurs us onwards. It lifts our spirits because we can face today, we can face tomorrow, we can face whatever happens this coming week because we have a hope of what will last forever. And I, I want to encourage each one of you as believers, especially, we can set our eyes upon an eternal promise. In fact, we're told in Scripture to not set our eyes upon earthly things, but set our eyes upon that which is in the heavenly realms. But set our eyes upon heaven. Why? Because that's where we're going. That's the, the big picture. Yes, we need to be socially responsible. We need to uh, listen to the government and in, in, in not seeing the virus continue to spread through us. But equally, we, we can have a hope during this time of isolation from each other, from friends and family. Actually, we can be at home with a hope. And that's amazing. And if you don't know the Lord today, can I just say there is a hope that we can have in Jesus that supersedes anything going on in this world. The third thing that we see is so we have these three things remain faith, hope and love. You see, love is knowing how we live in this. 
So faith is where we stand. Hope is knowing where we're going. But love is where we, what we do in this existence. What, how we live this out. The greatest of these is love. It's the love that's what's going to impact the people around us. It's, it's what's going to challenge what's going on. We are called, first of all, and commanded, we could say, the Bible says, you're, it is to love God. Tom shared on this last week, and you can listen to it on the podcast. Of loving God, not out of an emotion, not out of kind of just something from kind of a at the end of a service saying, oh, Jesus, I love you. But actually, there's this deep-rooted commitment to follow and to love Him from everything we've got. The second, though, is we're called to love those around us. And in fact, we demonstrate our love for God by loving each other. And uh, it's one thing to say, I love God. But God, we can't see God. But we can see our neighbors. We can see the people that need us the most right now. And, and in times, again, of crisis, our, our default response in our old self, in kind of our humanity, is, is to look after ourselves, to make sure that we're taken care of first. But love actually calls us to, to prefer one another, to, to care for others' needs above our own. It's a high calling, and it's something that we require the love of Christ in us in order to, to live it out to its fullness. And so, uh, when our lives are built on Jesus, our response in these moments leads us, compels us to be selfless, not selfish. You see, the world and, and our old nature pulls us into the direction of self-preservation. But actually, when Christ and His Spirit is in us and our faith is in Him, he calls us to lay down our lives for one another. It's not about preserving His life. Jesus didn't come to the world and preserve His life, but He laid down His life as a ransom for many, the Bible says. And so in the same way, actually in this moment of time, it isn't about trying to, to hold on to everything that we've got and, and just trying to hoard all the food in the grocery stores and trying to make sure that we can bunker down for the next 20 years and have everything from Tesco in our house. But actually, it's saying, actually, it isn't about me. Actually, all of this isn't about me. It, it's about me living out my faith now. It's where I stand, the hope I have, now I need to live this out. I need to demonstrate that. And that demonstration is loving and caring for the people around us. It's, it's looking after those around me. This moment, I look at the needs of our community. I look at people are saying and... We don't know what challenges lie ahead, but you know what the world does need is for you and I to step up to the mark and to love. The greatest of these is love. It's, it's a demonstration of, of our walk with God. We see even Jesus say, you, they'll, they'll know you're my disciples. Not by how much Bible Scripture you've memorized. Not by how well you can quote Scripture. But that you, in these kind of moments, you're demonstrating a genuine love. You're living out something that the world may not have in themselves because they haven't necessarily built their life upon a rock. They don't necessarily know where they're going. But we offer this whole package of faith, hope, 
and love to the world. It, it's us. It's living it out. As a church, God calls us at this moment to rise up. This isn't a time to shrink back as I shared last Sunday. is isn't a time to bunker down in the way, yes, we need to self-isolate if we're told to self-isolate. But at the same point, we can't say, I'm going to withdraw. Actually, we need to stand up and look at what does this look like right now for my circumstances. Is there someone living around me that desperately needs just even me for, uh, for me to call them every day to see how they're getting on, to, 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 to love and to care for them? It's not even practical love sometimes that's required. Sometimes people right now are facing extreme loneliness. It, maybe people need to be called not just once a month to see how they're doing, but maybe it's every day calling them to see how are they doing. Not just church family. I'm not just talking about looking after each other. We need to do that as a church family. But for each one of us, it, it can be practical things that lift up those around us. Loving our neighbors. Jesus defined our neighbors. Not necessarily it's just the people who live right beside us, but it's, it's anyone that we know that has need around us. Live with our eyes wide open to the needs that we see and be willing to respond. We can't control the storm. We just can't. It's not, we're not, we are not God. But the storms have an amazing way of revealing what our lives are built upon. And, uh, Sometimes I think even as churchgoers, we, we may have come to church our entire life, but really we've honestly built on something other than Jesus. And our security, our, what we're holding on to in reality, we've been self-sufficient, we've been self-secure, we've, we've built upon us, and Jesus and the thought of Him is just, He's just along for the journey that we're already on. And this point in time can be unnerving when all of those things are being shaken and you realize what happens if your job is gone? What happens if all the things that you thought were so secure are not secure anymore? I, I want to encourage you this morning that we need to put our faith and our trust solidly upon Jesus right now. It does not matter what is happening when Jesus is the foundation of our lives. I, I want to encourage you this morning, if fear, despair, and selfishness are starting to surface in your life, can I encourage you to, to lock down to a different foundation, to hold on? Do you know it's never too late to start building on a different foundation? That's an amazing thing. So long as we have breath in our lungs, actually, if I was building over here, Jesus invites us to now put our feet onto His solid foundation so to make that shift and let His peace that surpasses all understanding guard your heart and mind as we make that transition from trusting in all of this other stuff to now putting our faith upon Him and His Word. Not your way, but through the faith in Jesus Christ do we see this happen. In these times, it is our faith and our hope and our love that are the qualities that remain and that flourish in the middle of storms. Faith, hope, and love. It's these things that keep shining through. And we'll discover, actually, there's a byproduct of faith, hope, and love. 
the byproduct for us is that we have peace and joy through it all. That's the byproduct. I, I can actually face a joy right now, even if I'm being restricted in my movement, even though things can be happening around me that are, are difficult. Actually, it's joy. When my eyes are off me and they're upon Jesus, actually there's, there's a joy and there's a peace that can come in our hearts. And so I can face each day, not just, not just trying to get through the day. And I think this is the whole, kind of the whole point. It's not just survival, but it's life to the full in the middle of the storm. We can still have life to the full. We can still experience God's blessing and His goodness, even though we're self-isolating. How crazy is that? I mean, we see it. Those who have been incarcerated for various reasons, been in prison, yet feeling the freedom that God gives, feeling the joy and the peace that God gives, even though they're stuck in a, a cell. You see, it's when our spirit man is released and we have our lives built upon something different. It's not circumstance dependent. And it's in these moments, the truth of God's word comes alive. And we realize, actually, it is true. What the Bible says is true, because although my life maybe is really different, different to what it normally is, I have a greater peace, I have a greater joy, I have a greater confidence, I have a greater faith, I have a greater hope, and I am experienced in a love that I've never experienced as much as now, because I'm allowing myself to be presenced with God at the center and not everything else. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.